So today I wanted to share with you a live training that I did recently for my Facebook group Purpose, Peace and Profit, just the same as the podcast. And if you want to catch more of these trainings, it would be amazing to see you over in the group or if you'd like to be part of the conversation and um, and share insights with us as we go along. But uh, for now, that's all there is to say. I shall let you get on with listening. And if you have any comments or feedback or any insights you want to share, I would love to hear from you. So what if the things you are doing to support you in your growth are actually doing the opposite. So I wanted to talk to you about this today because it is something I'm seeing a lot in the online space and the people I work with at the moment. So actually what triggered this for me was recently listening to quite a well-known massively successful entrepreneur on her podcast and she was just having an absolutely awful time And it was really, really obvious to me that she was in massive anxiety overload. So this entrepreneur, she just sounded like she was having the worst time and her voice sounded quite hoarse and emotional. And that's something I've heard quite a few times, actually, this kind of slight hoarseness and and you can kind of pick up overwhelm and exhaustion in the voice quite easily. And I could just feel myself getting more and more anxious as I was listening to her because we do absorb everybody else's emotion and anxiety as well. So it was just like, oh, I just don't feel comfortable listening to this anymore. It's really triggering my anxiety too. Now, I don't need to go into specific details about what her problems were. Um, It's not really relevant and that's not something I even insist on with clients because you just don't need to know the ins and outs of everything to help somebody move forward. But Um, she spent a really long time talking about her problems and trying to analyse what was happening for her. And she was totally in her own head, stressing because she couldn't quite put a finger on what was going on. And this poor woman was just, it sounded quite quite a mess, to be honest. Um, And she described all the things that she'd been doing to try and make this better for her. So she'd been reading countless books on mindset and personal development. She'd been trying various different techniques to reduce her anxiety. She'd been journaling on her problems and going over and over them and digging into them to try and find out what was at the root of her feeling so bad. She'd been seeing various people, coaches, therapists, um, to try to help her unpick it all. And she felt that some of what she was doing was helpful, but she was just clearly just stuck in this awful, awful place and had been for weeks and months And she felt like she was doing something about it by doing all this stuff and by continuing to work on it and continuing to search for answers that it was really going to help her find a way forward. And she sounded desperate, just desperate to not feel rubbish anymore despite this raging success in her business. She was just feeling right down there. Um, and everybody else in the rest of the world was kind of looking at her and thinking, wow, she's she's super successful. She's got it all. But she was feeling awful. And she said she felt kind of almost guilty for feeling that way. And poor woman. Oh, my goodness. I just wanted to like reach out and give her a big hug. Um, and I also wanted to just kind of reach across the airwaves to her podcast and just say, stop, just just stop. Stop doing all the things. Stop analysing this to death. 
and stop pulling yourself apart to try and find the answers and questioning what's going on and what might help you feel better making it such a massive focus and just letting it take over every waking moment now it's one thing to say stop it's quite another ball game isn't it to actually be able to stop and pull ourselves back when we're just trying to throw everything at feeling awful because we want to fix it don't we we want it we want it to be better especially if you're if you're a doer if you're somebody who fixes problems in your life and um you almost put yourself on the to-do list as the next problem to fix, don't you? Like, why is this thing broken? I'm going to fix this. I'm going to find the right solution for it. So if you're a doer, if you're somebody who's always worked to find solutions, then yeah, you just tend to want to keep on um, working on yourself until you're fixed, don't you? Um, Leslie says, yeah, overanalyzing is one of my destructive behaviours too. Yeah, totally. It's it's a, a real trap, isn't it? And I think we're all guilty of that. And I'm definitely guilty of that at times, but I've learned to check in with it now and just step back and question whether this is really the right approach for me. So at the crux of it, the reason I wanted her to stop is that when we're constantly looking for answers outside of ourselves like that, when we're just constantly seeking um, something that's going to fix it we're reminding ourselves that there is this big old problem to fix we're kind of mentally referring back to the problem the whole time and it feels like this problem is a monster that we've got to slay and we need to find the right weapon to slay it and that can be um it might be for you like the elusive search for that perfect business book that course that challenge that mindset tip that thing that you feel must be out there somewhere that you're searching for that is going to give you this sudden burst of insight and just solve all your problems in one fell swoop and we like logically we know there's not one thing that's going to change the world and make us feel a lot better right um but on a subconscious level we're almost on this search for the golden ticket (laughs) we just kind of keep plowing through the the books even if they're practically the same book over and over again we're like this one might contain something different And it might be that we lean instead on um, certain techniques that we think will help us push the anxiety away. And then maybe they do push the anxiety away for a while and feel a little bit better to help us get through today. But then it comes back and we have to do the thing again. Maybe for you, it's going down that route of deconstructing everything that's ever happened in your life and searching for that one clue as to why you feel the way you do right now and dragging up a whole lot more stuff to deal with at the same time and the trouble is that by doing all these things we're just reconfirming to ourselves over and over that that monster is alive and well that the problem is alive and well every time we pick up another business book for example we're saying to our subconscious brain hey you can't do this really you need you need the help you're not ready yet you need more answers you need somebody else's help before you'll be ready right And to our subconscious brain, that in turn increases our anxiety because we're reinforcing the fact we're not there, we're not good enough yet. And it reduces our ability to cope and to actually come up with the right answers and the things that are genuinely going to help us. It's the same with um, mindset tools, energetic techniques, all these things we can get into this cycle of feeling like there's always work to do and we need to keep 
doing it and like we, we almost can't live without them they become this real kind of crutch and of course we should not work on ourselves it's it's great to use tools and techniques where they really are genuinely supportive but sometimes just check in with that it can be that it's become a crutch it can be that it's become this thing that's triggering your anxiety more than it's helping it so check out for that um and we sort of we subconsciously worried in the background that if we don't do them and we don't do all the things then we're going to turn back into an anxious unenlightened mess right but we're actually fueling that anxiety at the same time um it's even the same with self-care so sometimes we get so hung up on the fact that we have to do our self-care but we ignore the fact it's not actually feeling good to us and it's not what we really need right now. And maybe it's depleting us energetically rather than helping us, but we're stubbornly like, no, I need to fit in X workouts a week. I need to go for that massage. I need to go and socialize because that's my thing that helps me, but actually it's not feeling like it's gonna help at the moment. Or maybe we do go and drop out of it and, and not do it, but then feel guilty because we haven't done it and give ourselves a hard time over that. So I'm not saying we shouldn't do these things. As I said earlier, I think it's it's really important um, to do things that are supportive and at times they're absolutely necessary. I mean, you need a certain amount of knowledge to move you forward in your business. You need a certain amount of understanding of what does support you and what's going to help your mindset and your energy and all the right stuff to, to keep you um, in a good place so that you can run your business um, really easily and so that life feels good. But what we have to be aware of is that sometimes relying on that external support and the things we've been told to do for our internal problems might be taking us away from really listening to ourselves and finding our own answers. And if we're too caught up in constantly improving and fixing ourselves, sometimes we're doing that to such a degree that we lose that insight and intuitive support that just coming back to ourselves can bring. And that's what I feel was exactly what had happened with that uh, that entrepreneur, that lady I was talking about. She was really surprised when a friend asked her um, what she'd done that was just for her lately. And despite being super successful, so say, and having all the things, and, and really self-aware and somebody who's massively into personal development and mindset and so on. She hadn't done anything for her for ages. So she'd been like seeking solutions outside of herself. She hadn't come back to herself on what genuinely felt good for her. Um, so she'd really kind of cut herself off from herself by looking for that solution outside. So I'd just love you to remember today that you don't need to keep doing anything that doesn't feel good. And anything that doesn't feel quite right, anything that reminds you of your problems and your anxiety more than it brings forth solutions, even if those things are supposed to help with anxiety, they might just be worth you reassessing and saying, well, what else would genuinely feel really good to me right now? So today I would just love you to spend some time thinking about all the things you do and whether they really genuinely do feel good for you. Do they lift you up? Does that effect feel permanent does it feel like a couple of hours later you are still buzzing from it and it's made a difference or does it feel like you have to go back and do the thing again to stay up there um are you kind of stuck in this loop of having to keep doing doing the thing 
and what might change if you just decided to tap into those things that do genuinely elevate you and your joy and ease and flow and give you time to just breathe and just be for a while because that is the place where the solutions really start to flow that is the place where we destroy our anxiety and our problems Um, not when we're in it not when we're actively trying so hard to fix it not when we're constantly thinking about how we can make it better not when we're so focused on that problem Um, but when we're just being and just supporting ourselves and nourishing ourselves in the right way and that right way is absolutely unique to you 